the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And let me push a couple of buttons here to make it all work. Nate's sitting here next to me with Strictly Diesel. I learned something from you all the time. I, I During the break, I thought of this, but I didn't ask you on the break because we need to do this in front of people. Sure. You sat on the power stroke on the Fords. They're typically, even though the glow plug light goes off, they're still good. So the Dodge, the intake air heater will work after it started. Okay. And, and and speaking of the newer Dodges, my 17 that I had a while back, it, you could see it in the amp gauge. Okay. It, okay. It, it, it would turn on and it would draw down to like 12 volts and then turn off and go back to 14. Okay. Duramax is very similar. You don't necessarily notice it on the Duramaxes, but they do stay lit for a length of time. So, so don't go by the light. Don't think that the light duration indicates the heat you're going to get. Right. Because long after right. the light goes out, we're still trying to get the thing started. And, and the longer the miles are in the glow plugs... Remember, Dodge doesn't have glow plugs, but right. the longer the miles on the glow plugs, chances are you want to let it go a little longer anyway just to help that tip get nice and red. And then so. we were talking to that one guy with the diesel at 230,000 miles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even believe that a Ford goes that far. Oh, they go way far. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I had to throw that in there. All righty. Well, let's talk about autodynamics. Autodynamics is in Sun City. I've known Chuck since 1982. And Chuck's a good guy. He runs a good shop, and he knows right from wrong. He's one of Sun City's largest and most trusted sources of automotive service. And as far as I'm concerned, when people ask me, I live in Sun City, where should I go? Then I say, autodynamics. Chuck has a different philosophy. He doesn't pay his technicians a commission or a percentage of the repair bill because he that he says that ensures that they don't sell you know unneeded work. I say to him, there's other ways to make sure they don't sell unneeded work. But nevertheless, that is a performance-based pay plan when you start paying them a portion of what they do. Right. And every shop owner gets to do it. But anyway, Autodynamics, north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, a good place and the only place I can suggest if you live in Sun City where you can go. Brad, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, I have a 2007 um, Freightliner Sprinter. Uh, V6 turbo. I've been running the T6 uh, Shell Rotella 1540 in it, and I can't find Shell Rotella anymore. Wondering what you suggest for an oil weight and brand. Uh, first of all, my opinion is is brand doesn't mean anything. Um, I, I would okay. uh, it. You can put whatever you want in it, but what would you? Are, would you stick with the 1540 or? Five forty, maybe a good one. Okay. Mo- mobile One has some good options if you can find mm-hmm. Mobile One. 
How about um, a zero twenty? We're pouring the heck out of that in diesels. Uh, what, what year is this Freightliner? Uh, Two thousand seven. That's right. You said that. I don't yeah. know that I'd go that low on a oh seven. You're right. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So it has it has hundred and ninety thousand miles on it. Okay. So you can't do it wrong at this point by another brand. I, I would say whatever weight you were using with 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 the shell. Rotella, stick to that weight and, and maybe try a mobile one or, or something similar. Yeah, it's important to know that there's only four companies that pull oil out of the ground and make oil. And I'm going to try this. It's Shell, Mobile, Phillips 66, and one other one, and I always forget who it is. Yeah. But they're the ones that actually make it, and everybody else puts them in different bottles. And so I don't shop price, but I do have a relationship with Chevron. Oh, that's the other one, Chevron. Chevron. That's who I do business with. Doggone it, Mark. Wake up. And my hat says Chevron. Thank you. Why didn't you say something about that? (laughs) It says Valvoline, actually, but it's all (laughs) right. No, you're right. I got the wrong hat on today. (laughs) Anyway, um, I had a a relationship with Valvoline from 1978 until when we moved into our new facility about, well, in 2000. And in 2000, we went with Chevron. Uh, Valvoline changed hands and uh, all right. the people we, we had do business with us. But um, he, how, do you have any oil consumption problems? Are you adding oil dur- between the oil uh, changes in your freight liner? No. I, uh, maybe, you know, it takes 12 and a half quarts, maybe a half quart low and 5,000 miles. Yeah. And so it was born and raised on 1540? Uh, no, I got it out of, uh, Camp Verde. They were running 540 in it up there, okay. but it's a little cooler up there. All right. Well, let me explain. It flows like a five weight when it's cold. Notice I said like. It has the properties of a five weight when it's cold and a property is of a 40 weight when it's hot. Here's what we know today. First of all, the thinner oil gets in faster, carries the heat and the trash out better. A thinner oil. We also don't need peanut butter inside our engines anymore. So the 30s and 40 weights are gone. I, On my Dodge, I'm using a 020 synthetic, and I'm doing 12,000-mile oil changes. And I'm real happy with the performance. I'm real happy with the oil. And, and we actually pour hundreds and hundreds of gallons of, of Chevron trucks that we're responsible for that have that. The, the owner's manual will give you a wide variety of weights, of oil because there's geographical differences between Minnesota and Arizona. Minnesota's cold, Arizona's hot. But really and truly, you don't need peanut butter in that freight liner to to be okay. So that 40 weight on the top end could easily drop to 30. You could go to a 530. But again, a diesel oil will make you feel better. Okay? All right. Thank you. Are you welcome? 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. Gil's the one that answers the phone. And Gil, do we have anybody in queue? Okay, lines are wide open. You have one in five chances. 602-508-0960. You've probably had relationships with different oil companies in your uh, whole life. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm betting, and I, we've not had this conversation before, I'm betting that price was not an issue if you moved from one to the other. Correct. And it typically has to do with service. Yes. And billing and ability to bill. And 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 I think what made me move from my very first vendor was we had so much turnover. Just about the time you developed a relationship with your salesman, he was gone. Right. And then the story from the management 
was a bad story. But then later, that same salesman came to visit me, and he's representing a different oil company. And his story about why he left is quite different than the public story from the vendor before. And, And so those were the days of the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s when it got ugly. Today, it's a little different. Yeah. So who's your primary pour? I think we have the same one. Oh, Chevron? Dane. Yeah, Dane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and we're doing that, too. He gave us a good deal. Um, He he does everything he says he's going to do. So if we ask for 300 gallons of this, and are you in bulk now and shooting out of guns? Oh, yeah. People don't understand how that affects us. How long does it take you to squirt? How many oil? How many quarts of oil in the biggest diesel that uh, of the three? Uh, fifteen quarts. Fifteen quarts. How yeah. long does it take you to squirt fifteen quarts into a diesel? A couple minutes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and before we had to unscrew all the caps, break the foil, turn them upside down, wait till they went glug glug glug, and all that. Yep. Like you. Yep. We love that. We just grab the gun and pour the pour the coal exactly. to the. Now, have you ever filled the valve cover up too fast where it came out the valve cover hole? Oh yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens, and it makes a hell of a mess. It makes it? a mess, and we're cleaning. <laughs> yep, it, it, it happens. See, I know that uh, you knew the minute I asked that question that we had done it. Oh yeah. Oh, no question about oh, it. Oh yeah. It just you, you're pumping you're pumping oil out like a fire hose, and if you fill the valve cover up before it drains down into the bottom of the motor, then you're going to see it. Right. And you're going to have one hell of a mess. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you can't give it back to the customer with any oil on the outside of the motor because it's going to smoke. And and so you're, you're going to be scrubbing and washing and down at the quarter car wash for a long time to get all that mess out of exactly. there. Exactly. Yep. So anyway, but I don't have any problem with the rest of them. I mean, Vaveline, I had, a repre- I have a, I had a deal with Vaveline for, oh, gosh, 1968. Shell before that, when I worked at a Shell gas station. Um, Chevron, I've had, I, Chevron came back. But really and truly, for me, it's more about service and price because we're buying, like you, oil hundreds of gallons at a time. Yeah. And and so, yeah. and we're buying bulk, which means we don't have the packaging, we don't have the cans, we don't have the cardboard, and they know that too. Right. And so we're going to get it a little cheaper because they're going to just squirt it into our tanks. Exactly. And that makes it better. So, uh, yeah, Dane is, he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Great he's guy. a great guy. He's uh, he's done some fantastic um changeovers for us and stuff like that and and uh, we gave him a gun not too long ago that was leaking real bad and he got it taken care of and it cost us 20 bucks and I think what they do is they have some guy internal that will rebuild them and the kid's 20 I'm happy to pay $20 oh, yeah. to have yeah. a gun fixed yep. so anyway 602-508-0960 the lines are wide open 602-508-0960 oh and, uh, and Gil tell me who's in queue and I'll take him now <laughs> say hello to David David good morning morning how can i help you sir 1988 dodge ram charger okay this one's fuel injected this is the first year they dodge decided to go fuel injection anyways i'm reading this information uh it talked about electro electromagnetic diode for the single module engine what's the problem though tell tell us which direction are we going Oh, no start. Oh. Um, I've never... Master uh, technician for 22 years, and we process thousands and thousands of cars, and I have 20 bays, 
and I've never been in the area that you're talking about. Let's just let me ask you a couple questions. It cranks over but doesn't start, correct? Yes. What are you missing, spark or fuel? Spark. Okay, just spark? Yep. Okay, I ask you that. You have to be sure about that, and here's why. The crankshaft sensor and the camshaft sensor are responsible for both spark and fuel pulses. So when I ask you if you have both, I'm testing that hypothesis. So not too long ago, we had a gasoline car come in, and it had no spark and no fuel, and it was the crankshaft sensor. It wasn't the ignition module. It wasn't any diodes. It wasn't anything at all. We just had lost the crankshaft sensor. Not too long ago, I had a, a piece of equipment up at the ranch go down, and I hauled it into Phoenix, and they put an ignition module in it because I had no spark or fuel, and the ignition module was $5,200, and it was no bigger than a piece of toast. And I wanted to just die, but I had no choice. So I don't know where your diagnostic has taken you, but this isn't that hard. Can I make a suggestion? Are you sure you have spark or not, and how did you test? There's no no power to the coil. And the Dodge, their crank sensor, cam sensor goes through the distributor. That's how they, that's how they signal that. Okay. So did you, if you have no spark, did you pull the spark plug out and set it on the, on the motor and crank it over and there's nothing there? Yeah. Okay. And then how about fuel? How, how do you know that the injectors are or are not spraying? Well, it's a throttle body. You should be able to see it. But uh, I take the fuel line off when I turn the key on the, the fuel pumps. Oh, I know, but but the fuel pump supplies the injectors. The computer opens and closes the injectors. So you you loosening up a fuel pump connection doesn't tell me anything. What I think I th- I think you should do is is you should get some carburetor spray and spray down the throttle body, spray it in the mouth of the motor, and then crank it over and see if it bar- bites at you, see if it backfires, see if it starts, see if it tries to start or whatever. It's highly uh, unlikely we that you did have- that. <laughs> okay. Now I, you know I I this isn't on a one to ten scale for. Anybody worth their salt, this is about a number four or number five, but it's it's not it's not productive for you for me to to try to help you when you've already shut all the doors on me. And clearly if if you knew what it was, um and you put that part in and it started and ran, it'd be one thing. But right now what we got is is a car that cranks but doesn't start and and you're diving into deep into the electronics, and I'm telling you that that happens maybe once a year, and I'm processing twenty, thirty, forty cars a day. So we're not we're not in that area of where you're at. You're you're deep into the bowels of that system, and I suggest that a fresh pair of eyes might not be a, a good idea for you. But spark and fuel that's that's what it is it could be fuel and you've got a fuel pump problem or a fuel pump relay problem or you've got a a fuel pressure regulator that's stuck wide open and can't build pressure so there's all those moving parts on the fuel side and and then on the spark side you've got coils you've got ignition modules and you've got spark plugs did you pull any of the spark plugs out or any of them wet and what color if they're not what color are they now this car's been sitting five years and now they're all nice and dry. Okay. Okay. I I I I can't I can't explain to you how t- 
to do that because I've asked you all the questions I would normally do myself, and 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 you seem to have the answers, and so I, I'm 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 a bit puzzled. I can tell you that most of us, you're going to have to tow it into a shop, but most of us are going to going to open the door at two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars, figuring that it's going to take a couple hours to track this down, but really and truly, um, this is probably a, a good master tech um, would probably track it down in an hour or less. I'm, I'm going to assume because we're going to artificially inseminate the doggone engine with with fuel. We'll use propane. We'll use gas. We'll use brake cleaner. We don't care. Something flammable. So we don't even care about the fuel system. We need to get the spark system to fire the fuel, and the car runs and starts, and then boom, we're done. Now we know which direction to go. But I got to run. But thank you, and good luck to you, David. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be right back. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside Gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code BOOST for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BOOST for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BOOST. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Well, when it comes to old guys in the auto repair industry, I'm going to talk about two of the guys that actually were there with wooden wheels and uh, and horse and buggy days. We're going to talk about Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange, who was there long before automatic transmissions wow. were even available. Wow. But Phil can go back to the power glides, and he can go back to the all those old Chrysler transmissions, and he knows those. And he says to me, what's important for Mark to understand is this. We're shifting the transmissions the same way. We're using the electronic to shift it instead of throttle, pedal, or speed. Right. right. And it's cool that he, re- he he talks about it that way. Yeah. So if you have a transmission problem, Phil will drive your car with you. He He's not going to let you take him or one of his technicians on a 35-minute test drive. You need to be able to show him the problem quickly. But he's at 40th Street in Washington. He's been around a very long time. 
And if you have a transmission problem, he's the only transmission shop I can send you to. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange. The other guy on the other end of town, Blackwell Automotive, is an old cranky guy. Gosh almighty, is he cranky. But the old cars, the vintage cars, and the new cars, he knows as good as anybody. He's at 40th Street and Greenway. And here's what the kind of, he's got that whole northeast Scottsdale area to himself. I can't find anybody up there that can pass the muster. But he does a good job. But every once in a while, he cranky guy calls me up and wants to cry on my shoulder, and I've been sending him bills, but he doesn't pay him. <laughs> so, but anyway, I will tell you, Blackwell at, at 40th Street and Greenway is a good guy to go to. Let's go to the phones. Dennis, you're up first. How can we help hey, you? Hey, Mark, great, great show. Enjoy it a lot. Hey, Thank your co-host there, does he work? Uh, does he do work on Detroit 60 diesels? Unfortunately, that'd not. be the big one. Yeah, you don't. Unfortunately, not. No. Who okay. Would you send Here's the second question that you can. Well, go ahead. Let me ask you, who, who would you send them to? Uh, heavy truck shop. I don't have anybody currently. Okay. Yeah. There was a guy down by... second question. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, uh, in my Detroit 60, it's the second one I've had in 10 years, second different motorhome. And uh, the De- Detroit, like the uh, truck center, says I have to use their coolant. And this, this particular diesel I've got now has got the green coolant in there, which is not the Detroit coolant. But they say it causes it can cause cavitation if you don't use you know, if you don't use the Detroit coolant. What's cavitation to you? Well, they tried to explain it to me. It's when uh, it gets so hot it bubbles like boiling a pot on the top of the stove. Is that correct? Yes. Wait a minute. So, We're talking about the boiling point of this de- of this coolant that we put yeah. in there. We're <laughs> talking so. about the maybe. additive pack, really, okay. of, of what's in the coolant. Yeah. All right. Let you and I talk green. about this for a Hold on. Stop. 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 Okay. Nate, um, um, we, we water boils at two twelve, and every time we add coolant to it, we move that up. And typically, we're in the two sixty to two eighty range before we start turning that liquid to a vapor. And by that time, the motor's toast anyway. At two eighty, the another the older guys would say that cavitation is foaming of the coolant of mixing of air and coolant if he's talking about cavitation where we have foam then their coolant doesn't have an anti-foaming agent in it neither does anybody else right right but the boiling point that you're talking about there isn't a coolant out there that doesn't turn to a solid at 290 300 degrees mm-hmm. <laughs> When, when cavitation's brought up, it reminds me of the 7.3 IDI days when it was cavitation erosion. Oh, yes. Uh, which the piston compresses and then the power stroke, that cylinder wall vibrates. So as the, and we're talking minute amounts of vibration, but that vibration causes small air pockets to develop along the cylinder wall. And when those air pockets explode, they erode the cylinder wall. So I think that's what they're talking about okay. with this okay. truck. Okay. Biggest thing with so is the green coolant okay? <laughs> I, well, that's 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 a great question. I, I don't know, and and here's my answer: is because Ford has gone back to a green coolant. Mm-hmm. They've all gone to this oat style of of coolant, uh, which is above and beyond. And I'm sorry, I'm not a scientist. I can't explain it. I, I still don't get it. <laughs> but I, I'll help you with this. I want you to email Mark at MarkSalem.com. And give me your name and your address, and give me the vehicle again. I do know a, a, a coolant expert. 
Well, I, I will say this. One thing is for certain, maintenance cures it all. So if, if you have an orange coolant, still change it at the intervals you're supposed to, and you'll be fine. I agree yeah. 100% no, no. with you. And here's the problem. The, the problem is, is is what what are you trying to fix? It sounds like what color is the coolant they want to sell you? Mark, there's no problem. It's just when they do the when they did the routine oil changes on my other Detroit 60, they said you got to have uh, Detroit coolant in this thing, or you're going to get cavitation. But the new the other the other rig I purchased, which has been about 10 years ago. It's got green coolant in, and it seems to work fine. Well, the coolant color means everything. There's no such thing as a coolant cover that doesn't have a square box around it. And green is green, and orange and orange is blue and blue. I mean, it's it, it's it's all it's all something. The color says everything. So, but if you'll just send me the information and and narrow this whole thing down to a question, what's the difference between International's coolant and anybody else's coolant? Might be the question that you want me to to dwell down on. And, and the answer may not be that that far yeah. between each other. So yeah, they may be very alike. Yeah, and 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 I'm also. I want to tell you something. If I heard one of my staff at the front counter, or if I heard somebody say that, I would be really mad because I would challenge their scientific analysis. Where did you hear that? Oh, I heard it from the guy at the auto parts store. Oh, boy. Let's run our business based on what he says. So I want to challenge those kinds of things. First of all, we have to define cavitation. (laughs) And second of all, we have to define... If it cavitates, what's the symptoms the driver's going to see? Is the gauge going to be varying wildly, or is the gauge going to go up and stay up? Is it? And 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 where do you, Nate? Where do you say? People say, where should I run on my gauge? And I say, I want them between half and three quarter on your temp gauge. Yeah. I want you at half. Everybody yeah. wants to be down near the cold side. No. I want you to be at half to three quarters. Not anymore. Yeah, you got to be half to three quarter. And and that's all there is to it. That's where we need to run. Yeah. And the hotter the better because we boil the water out of the oil, and and water boils at two twelve, and we need to get the oil temp or the engine temperature and the oil temperature up above two twelve. And if we do that, then we're going to send the water that we're sucking, we're boiling out of the oil out the tailpipe, and it just makes sense. Yep. So anyway, I'll help you. Mark at MarkSalem.com. The rest of them six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Cultural Marxism is spreading like wildfire in America. But did you know that this so-called woke ideology is also flooding into the church? Reparations fits into the scope of the Gospels. Watch the documentary, How the Left is Stealing Your Church, and discover how the ideology behind critical race theory and the LGBT agenda is being smuggled into the evangelical world. Stream it now or get the DVD. Watch on your phone, tablet, or TV. Go to SalemNow.com or look for the Salem Now app. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, Our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. 
Today, one in 88 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 1,000% increase in the last 40 years. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Or D, just roll with it. Woo, Justin, look at us from here. Justin, Justin, OMG, he just looked, I love you, Justin, I love you. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. My early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. But it gave my mom and me more time to plan together. Talk to your family about seeing a doctor. Go to alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile the metal monster with the polyglass wheels in result of the dream of Henry Ford. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're going to go straight to the callers. Horatio, thank you for holding through the break. You're next. How can we help you? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You hey, bet. guys. I've got a 1946 Willys Jeep with a flathead four-cylinder motor that I cannot get to run anymore. Was running, had it running, had the motor rebuilt by a guy, and everything was running fine, and then all of a sudden she just started jolting back and forth like she was running out of fuel, and from there I had to tow her home. Since then I've changed the coil. I thought maybe immediately it was a coil issue. I've tested all the plugs. They all come back that they're getting power. I've dumped fuel down the fuel bowl and uh, pulled it from the fuel pump itself, the line. It's getting fuel. It just cranks and cranks and cranks and nothing. Okay. Nate, you want to go first? No, I'm just going to say that's cool. That's an amazing vehicle. So yeah. that's, that's that's way cool, but I'll let you take it's it. It's going to be a geared drive. It's not going to be a chain, not a flathead, right? Uh, I'm thinking it's got a gear between the cam and the crank. Possibly. First of all, by his by his description, he's already done spark and fuel. Right. So it has to be a timing. 
So in a normal car, we would assume the timing belt's blown off of it, and we're, we've screwed up the compression, the power, the intake, and the exhaust stroke. How do, I guess that's a question. How does it crank over? Does it sound even? Uh, well, you know what? It was sounding sounded like a normal crank just until the I finally ran out of battery, and since then I haven't even. I don't even want to look at it when I go in the garage now because I'm so disappointed. But I've pumped so much money into this thing; I could have bought a brand new Jeep. But well, uh, you, this it, is not a hard one for to, us. I mean, no, I yeah. know you spend a lot of money, and I know you spend a lot of time and stuff. But um, Nate, finish this sentence. My best tech would would spend maybe this much time finding out what what. Yeah. That's it. I almost wonder if carburetor is part of the problem here. But, but he said he dumped raw fuel down the did, intake. He did dump raw fuel. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's he's got spark and he's got fuel. And I thought carburetor, guys. I actually changed it. I bought another carburetor just to see if that was the problem. And okay. Well, next time call us first because I'm going to have you take your propane torch and put a three-foot hose on it and stick the hose down the carburetor throat and turn the tank on full blast. I don't care about the carburetor and the float and the main jets and all that stuff. I'll get it running on propane, and once I get it on running on propane, and then I shut the propane tank off and it dies, then I know I still have a fuel issue, and I'll go get that. What part of town do you live in? In Phoenix. I know. Give me give me major cross streets. Uh, 35th Avenue, Cactus area. Okay. Uh, you know, Blackwell up there at 40th and Greenway, this would, on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a 2 or a 3 for a gray-haired guy. I don't care that it's a flathead. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's spark, fuel, or compression, one of the three. That's why it's not firing. The question is, is which one? But like you say, you got spark and you got fuel, and that's why I went after, I wonder if that flathead has got gear between cam and crank. I wonder if we've lost that connection. Yeah. But And you could do that by pulling the spark plug out and making sure you put your thumb over the hole. I would disable the ignition system because if it bites you, it's going to make you cry. But put your thumb over the hole, and you should have an intake, and you should have a compression, and you should have an exhaust um, stroke. By tapping the starter, you can literally feel the suck, the compression, and the exhaust. So, sure. I mean, that's okay. kind of... The, the path that you, you need to take. But don't buy any more parts because you said you had spark and fuel. So I, I think I'd I did. Yeah. Stick a compression gauge in there. That'll tell us whether you're in yeah. time or not. That would, that would make sense with the okay. roughness he described. Yeah. 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 Stick a, yeah just go down so, to the Harbor Freight and buy a compression gauge that just shoves in the spark plug hole and have your wife crank it over with the throttle wide open. Disconnect the, the distributor. And just say, crank it over, honey, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, and that's it. And if you've got 30, 40, 50 pounds of pressure, then I think we got a problem. But if you've got 70, 80, 90, or even 100, uh, then it, then Mark's wrong. Okay? Gotcha. Okay. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you, Horatio. Uh, Peter, you're up next. How can we help you? Hello, gentlemen. I have a 2,000 Plymouth Prowler. I've owned it for 20 years. The only thing that I've actually ever done to it, is uh, oil changes. It only has 8,000 miles on it, so it rarely gets driven. I want to start driving it a little more often, but I'd like to take it in somewhere and have somebody look at it for things, obviously, that I think it probably needs at this point. You know, new coolant, uh, maybe, you know, the brake line flush, things like that. Okay. Do you have a recommendation of where I would take it in the like, Fountain Hills area? Um, yeah, Greenway and 40th Street. I don't have anybody in the, in the Fountain Hills area. Um, okay. There's lots of shops in the Fountain Hills area. Um, I, I wish I could, um, and I'm not d d saying that they're bad shops. I just don't know enough to be able to say. But but let me ask you a question. I, I agree that 
if it's if it's 12 years old and it's got 8,000 miles, I agree that fluids are something you need to have done just because of the age. But that's all. Yeah, it's actually 20. It's actually 20 years old. It's a 2000. Oh yeah, it's 22 years old. So I'm I right. agree that fluids, but on your brake fluid, we're going to stick some litmus paper in there and we're going to check to see the moisture content and if it there's a pass fail on it. So if it's okay, it's okay. We're not doing the brake fluid, but tranny, power steering, engine, diff, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. But does okay. it start and run right now? It runs perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. I'll tell you what, you want somebody to exercise that prowler, give me a call, and I'll come get it from you. And, okay. <laughs> and, um, and, and I'll be responsible for it, but um, I, 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 will, I will erase that 220,000 miles you got on there, that 8,000 miles. <laughs> but really and truly, um, just put it, the thing you could do to this horse is put it back on, on the road and make sure it's dependable. Then take your wife to Flagstaff at Little America for the night. That's what you need okay. to do. Just go drive that thing. You got a grandson that just turned eighteen. I I have a twenty-two year old grandson and a twenty-three-year-old grandson. Or not grandson, a twenty-three-year-old son who I'm sure would be thrilled to drive it. As long as you you get close to their, this is one dad to another. You get close to their nose, right face up, and explain the ramifications of bringing my car home on a tow truck. And 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 what alcohol and girls might have how they affect the relationship between you and my car and my son. Yeah, I'm not to that point yet, but I think I'll get there soon. I, I get to there. Just drive it. Just 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 drive it. I I I yes, I agree the fluid should be changed. But the first thing I do is I'd go take it out on the road. But why couldn't we test the coolant and test some of that stuff? Well, we could test it. Yes, and my two cents on that car is being that old. Uh, check tires and oh. date, date codes and such if they're dry rotted or what have you. Just be safe before Bingo. you go drive it. Yeah, Bingo. Yeah, yeah. Right. Those tires are certainly more than 10 years old. And at this particular point, I'm going to tell you, you've got to remove them and you got to put fresh ones on there. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, they're, and, uh, Eagle G- they're Eagle GTs, but they're the original tires on the car. Oof. Well, ten year, the statistics clearly show that your life is in danger after the tire is 10 years old. And I want to tell you something. Salem mm-hmm. Boys, my shop, won't even touch a tire that's 10. We won't patch it. We won't rotate it. We won't touch it. Right. And, and that's how adamant we are. It's not to sell tires. It's because people die all the time, especially in motorhomes, that people have tires that are 10, 15, 20 years old. So that's kind of what it is. I got to run, but thank you very much for the conversation. Good luck to you, Peter. Ron and Neil, you stay right there. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered how some people can live the American dream and make an impact in life and business? Then tune in to the American Impactor Show with hosts Dom Fassett and Catherine Bell, Sundays at 1 p.m. Follow Dom and Catherine each week as they show you how to make an impact in life, business, and the community. Learn how to push past your limiting beliefs for increased success and enrichment. It's the American Dream Impactor Show, Sundays at 1 p.m., right here on 960 The Patriot. I fish. I also clean local waterways so others can fish and swim. I help build public boat ramps for easy access to the water. I provide fishing and water safety education for kids. I maintain a healthy fish population so tomorrow's anglers can enjoy a catch. I prevent unwanted species from spreading into waters where they don't belong. I restore the condition of rivers to help fish and wildlife thrive. I fund long-term plans to protect our lakes and streams. I do all of these things and more 
all because I buy a fishing license. When you buy a fishing license, you do a lot. In fact, every dollar from a license purchase protects and maintains your local waterways for future generations to enjoy. To learn more about how you can get your fishing license, go to TakeMeFishing.org. That's TakeMeFishing.org. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phones because that's where we belong. Ron, thank you for holding. What can we do for you? Hi, guys. I, with all the cat converter thefts, I'd like to have a protective guard installed. I live in West Phoenix. I was wondering if you could recommend anybody over here in ballpark idea of cost. That's 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 yeah. I and let me just let me comment on that risk and reward. Okay, the risk is pretty small. The reward is for somebody to put a cage around yours is a whole lot, but it's they're also going to drill holes in your floor plan, and they're also going to be welding in places that the manufacturers would rather. Win. Pragmatic point of view, have you do anybody in your neighborhood had a cat taken yet? No, I have not. Okay, one of the things that that um, I know kind of works pretty good is people are putting an, a 110 floodlight near their car and, and they put it to a motion detector so if anybody walks up to the car, the light comes on. Mm-hmm. And as a former policeman, that's a pretty good deterrent because they ain't going to hang around to see who comes to the door. Yeah. You but see on you, TV now, too. They're doing it in the middle of the day. <laughs> yes, they are. They are. But in reality, um, it's a slow news day, so we're talking about people stealing catalytic converters. But let me ask you another question. Do you know personally anybody who's had a cat stolen? No, I have not. Okay. Nate? Nope. 
Nope. Okay, I'm looking at your daughter, and yeah. she said no too. Yeah. I'm not going to fire up her mic because she uses bad words, and I, I we can't take a chance. That <laughs> we she's got a gonna, controller. We got a controller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and, and and we've had a couple come in, and most of them are construction vehicles that are parked in a yard. And, of course, they can crawl over the fence, and they're in the yard. There's nobody spending the night there, and they can make as much noise. The noise associated with cutting off a catalytic converter using a Sawzall is unbelievably loud. Mm-hmm. And for the life of me, I can't understand how people in the neighborhood wouldn't hear that. Yeah. But it's risk and reward. I'm afraid for you spending a bunch of money for something that's so you're so unlikely to experience. Now, if you... If you put a strap between the front and the back of it, they'll just cut on the either side of the welded strap. So if you try to strap it to something, you might go to a... And if you put a bracket there where you hang the cat off of the bottom of the frame rail, they're still going to, with their saws, all cut the strap off. Mm-hmm. So um, you know your insurance company is going to cover this, right? No, I actually did not. Yes, it will. Yes, well, this is da- a- damaged your car by others. Well, to keep my uh, you know premium low, I do have a thousand dollar deductible. Well, then you're going to be paying for it for yourself. That's my point. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. But but I, I just want to caution you. But there's a lot of people that are going to call up and say, "I have my cat stolen." I know, but I don't know anybody except the customers, and I bet we've probably seen five or six. Mm-hmm. And and that's about it. And we're processing twenty, thirty cars a day, so five or six over the last thirty days, or maybe sixty days, isn't really that big. So motion detector is a good idea. Yeah. 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 I think okay. that's the best. You, you could be talking $1,000 just for someone to do custom metal work to, to cage in your catalytic converter, too. So depending on the shop, I, I, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. a tough one. And the catalytic that, converter to have it replaced itself is less than 1000 Is that correct? No, it can be more. Well, it could be it, more. It depends on the vehicle. But yeah. Yeah. It, uh-huh. it it could be more, but again, if it's a thousand dollar deductible and it's a two or three thousand dollar one, keep in mind this isn't anything that you did. You did. I work with the insurance companies a lot. This isn't going to count against you like you think it is. This isn't going to count against you if you had a DUI and you smashed into a whole bunch of cars at the valet at the ho- local hotel. That's a bad one. Yeah. But you're sleeping. You didn't have anything to do with the catalytic converter. I'm quite sure your agent is going to protect you from stupid rate increases under the circumstances. Got it. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your time, guys. You bet. Thank you. Neil, you're up next. How can we help you? Yeah, Mark. uh, I have a uh, 2018 Dodge uh, Ram with a 6.7. What method do you use to replace the oil filter on that thing? Well, we just drill a hole in the housing. (laughs) 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 Nate, take it, buddy. Uh, That's one of Dodge's better ideas there. Actually, there is, if you look online, there is a filter lid that basically what happens is you unscrew the filter from the fender well, you let it drop. Um, There's this lid that screws into the filter, and it's got a little hook on the top of it. So with that hook, you can pull the filter out through the fender well. Much less mess that way. The filter's going to be full of oil. I'd recommend you do it cold just for heat and what have you, but... Uh, yeah, that's the I way we do it. Like without that lid. <laughs> yeah, the the lid is what is is key. Now there used to be only like one or two people that sold it, but you can find them everywhere on the internet now. What's uh, the search words for that? Cummins oil filter lid. Okay. I I would try that. Yeah, uh, there's got to be something that's going to pop up, and they come in aluminum or or billet or or plastic even now. So th- there's options that are very affordable. What's your shop using? 
all the above. Okay, well, it, yeah. it, it, can he? Can he? He's probably going to do this once or twice a year. So the plastic one or the most cheapest one would probably be his yes. best bet. He yes. doesn't need the billet one. No, and, okay. and keep in mind the billet one is one of those that I bought that was like first out. Yeah, how would so, you pay for it? You remember? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, fifty, maybe fifty. Okay, yeah. okay. And your problem, but um, the easiest thing to do is is just take it over and let Nate mess with your diesel uh, uh, oil change, and that's what I do. I hand my keys to my wife and my son. But anyway, good luck to you, Neil. Thank you very All right, much, sir. Thanks, Charlie. You're up next. How can I help you? Uh, Charlie dropped, Mark. So the lines are open again. Oh, the lines are open, and Charlie drops. So we get to talk to Nate. It's fun being in this business. Oh yeah, and and I I tell you what I what do you like best about the business? The change, okay. It's something different every day. Every day, yeah. yeah. It's it's not I'm going in to sit at my desk and this is what happens. No, it's it's this problem and this problem and and oh, yesterday we had this and yeah, it's it's the difference every day that that is okay. intriguing. So what I like is I like being the hero and fixing the car. There's that I too. like that. There's that. I really like that. Um, and especially when you get the hairy-chested guy that comes in and you open the hood and everything underneath the hood is new. Every ignition component, every fuel component, every relay, everything is new. Yeah. And then you find out the tank hasn't have any fuel in it. Right. The gauge is right, but or the gauge says it does, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and those kinds of things. And being the hero... Um, it, there's an enjoyment to it because what you're going to do is fix their car, but it's not going to be in the number that they think it's going to be. Right. And it almost is never that. Right. And you can't. The checkout fee is one thing, but then the, then we have three parts of of the estimate: the checkout fee to find it, and then we have a fee, a labor part, a labor and a part to fix it. Yep. Maybe. But sometimes there is no labor or part. Sometimes it's a bad connection. Sometimes it's something we can fix easily. Sometimes the last guy that put the fuel filter on it didn't get it snapped in and we're sucking air. Right. All that kind of stuff. Yep. So it makes a difference. But that's what I like. I like handing them the keys. And every once in a while, I'm sure in your shop, it happens. I'm going to walk this carefully. This <laughs> happens once a year. Wink, wink. It's when you just dance the keys across the counter and say no charge. Because it was something simple, something easy. Plus, it's a customer that's been in for many years, right. and it's not a first timer. It's not right. that, and it's, and and you're just feeling real, you know. I've re- done, I've done that for a first timer. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it happens. Yeah, and it's there's a good feeling about that. It, there is, you and, bet. And and somehow or another, the next two or three days or the next two or three weeks, you're up to your ears and alligators, and you're going, well, thank you for raining on me, but I can, you can back off now. Exactly. Yeah. Now we're the day or two or three behind. Yeah. So you just work on diesels. Majority, yes. Now, and, if a customer has a customer of yours that has a diesel, but his wife has a Lexus, will you do an oil change on the Lexus? Sure. Okay. Sure. And tire repairs and maybe even brakes? I don't know. No tire repairs, but okay. uh, we'll do brakes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Simple stuff. Yeah. And, so, and that's the kind of thing we have. We have lots of vintage cars that do business with us, but I like the, their mom and dad cars, too. Right. You know, and, and now we've got cars out there that truly are on... Um, <sighs> Right now, what's really, what's wadded up my underwear, something fierce is, is that there are facility, repair facilities out there. 
and note now there's five different levels of repair facility there's chain stores and there's mom and pops and then there's dealers and then there's independent repair and then there's specialty shops we got all those guys but somehow or another we've changed the uh, values of when you're supposed to be doing d- different services sure. and and we're being told that you're in Arizona you can't follow the manual and we're being told that you need to have your transmission serviced and flushed for $575 at 30,000 miles and I'm teaching people to say, let's pull out my owner's manual and see what it says. Right. Oh, it's a 100K service. Oh, but this is Arizona. No. I'll tell you what. Why don't you do this for me? I want you to write down everything you've told me and sign it and staple your business card to it. And they'll never do that. Right. They'll never. Because they know that you're going to hand that to the AG's office for fraud. Because you're out there pi- piping that you need to change the fluid at 30K. And it's not a tr- the truth. It's right. not the truth. We have a full synthetic in that transmission. And it's going to last a long time. But right now, with everything stretched out, with synthetic oil changes, how long are you putting on the sticker? We still put 5,000 on ours. Okay. Yeah. And we're doing between 10 and 15, depending on what the manual says. Right. But when you do that, you're not going to see them for a while. No, you're not. You're not going to see them for a while. And I tell everybody, oil's cheaper than a motor. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with so. you. Those are the kinds of things. What bothers me about our industry is, is, is that we're changing the rules because the cars don't come in every year now. In the in the old days, we had saw you every three to five thousand miles, and we got to rotate your tires every other oil change, and we did your fluids at thirty, and then we did them at sixty, and then we did them at ninety. Right. Today, it's all it's all brand new. Right. And when you have a new car, you're going to do fluids at a and a hundred k is just depends on how many miles you drive a year, and spark plugs sometimes are ten twenty thousand miles. Right. And sometimes the spark plug itself can cost thirty bucks. Exactly. And so you don't want to change the spark plugs every 10,000 miles if they're 30 bucks a piece because $30 tells you that's a very expensive and probably well worth it spark plug. Right. You're not buying a piece of crap at $40 a piece. No, definitely not. So those are the kinds of issues. I think that what bothers me the most is is that, that they're moving the oil changes back to three to four to 5,000 miles on a synthetic that really should be going 10, 15, or 20, depending on the manual. So all of a sudden, we've put a premium oil in there, but we're changing it at the 3 and 5 and 6 and 7 miles range, which is a sin, because that oil is designed to go well past 8, 10, 12, 15. Right. So whatever the manual says, it's written by the owner of who made the car. Exactly. And he knows best, or he or she knows best. So when you move all those parts around, and we see that all the time, people come in and they, they say, oh, I want you to check my lower control arm bushings. Uh, if we hear that once a day, I, I sometimes twice a day. Lower control arm bushings. Let me ask you a question. Uh, I don't have much time. Lower control arm bushings cause a clunk on a quick break and a quick takeoff because the lower control arms are moving. Yes. So clunk up, clunk back. So I say, do you got any clunk on hard acceleration or hard braking? No. Then you don't have any lower control arm bushings. That's all there is to it. But I'll look at them for you. But those, they're good money in those. And you you can sell the whole arm and the two bushings and the alignment and the installation and make a whole lot of money. Be, but, you take, but you're taking parts off that you didn't need to. Exactly. Thanks for spending your Saturday with me. Nate yes, from Strictly Diesel, I-10, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. And I'm here every Saturday. And you can also email me at mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. And that's where we have the list of best car repair shops. And there's some FAQs there. I'll see you next week. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.